Apple will release its operating system updates this fall, but why wait till then? We've got our hands on iOS 16, macOS Ventura, and iPadOS 16, and we're going to talk about what we love and hate in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Ron Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. Apple has released a public betas of its operating systems, which means we here at Macworld are finally allowed to talk about our impressions of iOS 16, Ventura, and iPadOS 16. Uh, I do have to note that these are beta versions, so Apple may make major changes before the official release this fall. Yeah, that that really happens sometimes. What was it? Yeah. iOS 14, where they Safari, the Safari one, yeah. stuff. That that went through a bunch of big changes. Everybody went, had a fit about how they yeah. moved the address bar to the bottom and changed a bunch of stuff, and they that went through a bunch of iterations. Yeah. It basically got scrapped, yeah. kind of. Well, they, they let you turn it off, and then they turned it back on, but they gave you back some of the buttons you were missing and yada, yada. You know, I, They ended up in a good place. They ended up in a place where I feel comfortable saying, give it a try, <laughs> instead of just, I hate this, what are they doing? You know, uh, give it a shake. So, but but you're going to see that probably with a lot of the things like the home screen stuff in in iOS 16. You're going to see a little bit of iteration going on. Yeah, in, in recent years, especially Apple has really listened to feedback, listened to you know what developers have to say, not just bug fixes, and you know mm-hmm. taking all that stuff to heart and giving people what you know kind of what they want. We've actually been kind of playing with the betas longer than the public betas have been out because uh, we do have access to the developer betas, which have been out for a while. But uh, when you use the developer beta, you agree to not uh, disclose anything about those betas to the public. So there's an embargo, and we honor we we try to honor the embargoes. Uh, so that's why we waited till the public media to come out to uh, voice our thoughts on the updates to the operating system. That's a that's a little shade from Roman against some of our competitors. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I don't yes. know that they all those competitors agree to it. They may not get it through official channels, yeah, but that's true too. the um, yeah, it's fair anyways in the sense that. It, those those early developer betas before the public beta come out can be pretty rough, and they can go yeah. through. They can have some more missing stuff and and more uh, features that aren't working the way they're supposed to be and stuff like that. It's it, by the time it gets to public beta, it's in better shape. Uh, so why don't we start with iOS sixteen? Um, Jason's been using it for a while. Is there one standout feature of iOS 16 that makes you kind of go, yeah, this is this is pretty cool, or even, oh, no, don't do this? <laughs> um, the, the, unsurprisingly, the lock screen stuff is pretty great. Um, they did a really nice job giving you options, but not making it so freeform that nothing looks like it matches. Or, you know, it's it's kind of the it's it's the Android thing again, like with just like with widgets, like Android's had widgets forever. They're way more flexible than they are on the iPhone. But 
to a fault to the point to the point where none of your widgets match. None of them look like they belong as part of the OS. They're just completely up to the developers and stuff. This looks like it's all. It, it still looks very Apple. No matter what stuff you pick, there, there's limits to what you can pick, and everything you pick looks like like an Apple design lock screen. But yours, you know, uh, and it's it's not like it's a amazing life changing thing, but right. it's there every time you touch your phone. Every time I and I've been using mostly. I've tried all the different um, uh, lock screen like template things. Um, and I, the weather one, I think I really like, but it's useless for me because for about eight months of the year, it's just sunny. This is the central Valley, California. So it's not going to show any cool weather. I'm probably going to switch to that. Living in California. I'm so sorry. Right. You don't, you don't have mountains of snow to deal with Jason. Well, but also we also never have rain or anything like it's, it's terrible, <laughs> but once we get to the rainy season, I might switch to that because it's it's actually pretty cool to see your whole screen getting taken over by like whatever the weather is doing right now. The rain like bounces off your notifications and stuff. It's like really cool. Um, so I like that one, but I won't use it. The astronomy one's kind of neat, but um, mostly I've been using the photo gallery one, the photo where where it dynamically switches through photos and it just chooses the like suggested photos from your from the photos app, the same things it would do when it automatically chooses highlights, you know, mm-hmm. uh, that's been a lot of fun. And I just have it, you can have it change the photo and shuffle daily, hourly, or every time you wake up your phone or when you tap it. So just every hour, basically, I just have a new photo that I forgot I took <laughs> and it's, it's nice. It's fun. Um, and then the widgets, you know, I, I put my little weather widget on there. Now I don't have to unlock my phone just to see, oh my God, how hot is it out there? I put the battery widget, which is kind of neat. It's a, it's a one square battery widget, um, with a little circular like graph of every battery, but it's kind of whichever battery changed most recently. So if I connect my AirPods, it'll show AirPods battery. Otherwise it'll show my Apple watch battery. You know, it's, it's kind of dynamic, but it's the one that I usually want to see. And then you can have like your activity rings or something up there too. So yeah, that's, that's like the least innovative, but most delightful feature of iOS 16 has been this lock screen stuff. Um, third-party widgets once iOS 16 comes out? Uh, not not third-party lock screen. No. Oh, there's not? No, no. There's the, it's, there was, it's, it's an Apple lockdown stuff. What they have is they have a new dynamic widget type for the right, lock that's, screen that's, that's, that that's, are these yeah, yeah, yeah. home screen widgets that can animate and update with new data. Um, so, you know, to track when your Uber's coming, it'll just have one instead of keep sending you a new notification, your Uber's five minutes away, your Uber's arriving, stuff like that. It would just update us and a, a that's, that's widget that's stuck down there. I don't think that's available yet. There, it exists for the Apple music, music playback. I think that framework is not in this beta yet. 
and there haven't been apps or, or they're not accepting apps in the app store with the update, either, either one of those. Um, but, okay. yeah, it says new and new and widget kit. Now you can use widget kit to build complications for Apple Watch and widgets on the lock screen for iPhone. Embracing Swift UI and extend. Oh, you're talking about, you're talking about the widgets on the lock screen. Yes. The widgets on the lock screen are, there'll be third party ones, but not, not third party lock screen templates. Things like oh, the font okay. for your time, the background, stuff like that. That's locked down. Yeah. The widgets, the widgets are actually, literally uh apple watch complications <laughs> like according to developers they're like um not the corner complications but the the large size middle complication and the regular square like the the round complications that go in the middle or the corners of some watch faces that's exactly what those widgets are so if you ever make a complication you can just like change a line of text and now you've got a home screen <laughs> that's that's a lock screen widget or something that's handy yeah uh, it's probably also kind of limited to what you can do but well that's fine because you don't need it to be really all that much on the lock screen you're kind of just quickly looking at it that's exactly the thing it's it's that's the thing where some of these android things have fallen apart it's like it's your lock screen you're not supposed to be if you're going to be doing that much stuff on it, get in the app. Like it's, it's there for you to see information. And then like at most a second, like a second or two, it kind of like, kind of like the Apple watch, like you raise, yeah. your, raise your is, look at it and then raise. And, and if I need to, if, if that requires action, then I'm ta- I tap on it and it takes me in the app. Yeah. So that's exactly how it works. Yeah. So there so far no third party um, lock screen widgets yet either, but I think that's just a matter of, they're not accepting apps into the app store with those updates yet. I bet if you had test flight, you could get a test flight early version that put them in there or something. I'm interested to see how the new lock screen, which is, which is very good. Like I, I used mm-hmm. Android for, I don't know how long before I, I was, I was a hundred percent iPhone and, and came to Macworld, but I mean, it's the difference is like night and day. Like I always wanted this on an iPhone and Apple took, I think, a little bit too long to get there. But they've done it in such a perfectly Apple way where it's it's restrained and constrained but doesn't feel that way. It's They, they did a great job. I'm curious to see how it works with the rumored always-on display that's coming to the iPhone 14 Pro, presumably. Will it just be like what we just see the time and the date? Are we going to see these little widgets? Are they going to be interactive? Are they going to update every, every, I don't know, two minutes, three minutes, five minutes? I yeah. I think you'll get those widgets because they're not like colored or anything. Mm-hmm. They're just, um, uh, is it dodge or burn? I can't remember what the, <laughs> what the phot- ph- photography uh, effect is of just having it be like kind of transparent and then based on the background, but yeah, they're just like a, a white transparent, semi-transparent thing that, so I think looking at them, it's like they made this specifically to be something that would work on a Oli's on display. It, it really feels like that. You just won't see your background picture at all. And probably not the like camera flashlight buttons. Yep. I mean, that'll be somewhat game changing. For the iPhone, like in a sense that we picked it up for what oh seven. So what are we like fifteen years now and looked at nothing, <laughs> or glanced over uh, at our nightstand and it's just black. 
So that'll be a fantastic thing. It'll and it'll help me distinguish my black rectangle from my wife's black rectangle when they're sitting on the table and I'm like, grab the wrong phone. Now if you know, we have slightly different widgets or, or font for our time, we'll actually be able to tell. So yeah, that's that's my standout feature. iOS sixteen. It's the, it's not exciting. I think the, the font is the most surprising of it. Like Apple has is so is so specific about its font choices, and to give people like a real like you know like, a, like you can really personalize it here for the first time in in I think all of its devices. Like yeah, you, you get eight options. different yeah. eight different fonts, and then you can also change the color of it. That's you know, and you that's know, they're, a lot. They're very different. Like if you look at the, uh, I mean, I'll get to my iPad bit in a, in a in a while, but like the iPad doesn't have any of this, and I'll talk about how annoying that is. But the, <laughs> the, the font has changed on the on the lock screen, so it like it looks different. Like that font has been the iPhone, iOS, iPad OS font forever. Yeah. And now it's not. Yeah, that's. I'm glad you brought that up because that was the most jarring thing to me, and I wasn't expecting that at all. I was, I guess, I'm so used to that font, and it becomes so associated to the Apple brand to, in my head that when I changed the font, I was kind of like, "This doesn't feel like." An, there was a part of me that went, "This doesn't feel like an iPhone anymore." Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Yeah. So uh, there's, and and it's, it is just your like time, but that's the biggest thing that's on your life. Big thing, right? That's the thing we see. Yeah. And, and it can be blue or whatever, and that's also weird. Yeah. Uh, in fact, the first couple of developer betas, they didn't have as an option to choose the the original the font that we're all oh, used the, to. The classic one, yeah. The classic. It's it's like a lighter weight. I don't know, Helvetica or something, or California or Cupertino. I don't yeah. know what it's a custom I thing. Think, called I need to call it San Francisco, but yeah, yeah, it's, I think it's, it's very called San Francisco. San Serifi and yeah. It's Apple. Um, it's like it's obviously Apple, but it's it's not all that. Yeah. yeah, that that choice wasn't available in their first developer releases, and it was weird. <laughs> like you you had to have this other. You had to pick a different one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> one of the things I haven't messed with much because I don't use it much is there's a big expansion to the focus modes, mm-hmm. and you can l- tie a focus mode to a lock screen so that when you're in a certain focus mode, it it always shows that lock screen. Um, so, for example, if you ha- use the driving focus mode, you can have a completely different lock screen than the rest of the time. You, if you have a focus mode that automatically enables when you get to the office, you know, because you can have them ge- sort of uh, geofenced and stuff, then or the gym or whatever. I don't do that, but I do have bedtime, which is technically a focus mode, mm-hmm. right? Uh, the do not disturb bedtime thing is now a focus mode. And I do have that uh, set as a different lock screen. And it is kind of handy just to look at your phone and see, oh, I, you see at such a glance, I have, I don't have my rotating image. I have a different font for my time and stuff. And that it just shortcuts past my brain and lets me know like, oh, it's late. <laughs> Like it's late, you need to go to bed. <laughs> you know, so yeah, that's that's one of those things that I think if people use focus mode, and maybe you'll start with iOS 16 and all the improvements they're making. That's one of those things that's kind of cool. It's having different lock screen for every focus mode. Uh, anything about 
iOS 16 that you're kind of like, I don't, this isn't very good, or they need to improve this, or I'm not going to use it? There's a few things that aren't coming out until later in the year. They're just not in. Like that, they showed it as a as a sort of iPad thing, but that freeform collaboration board, mm-hmm. um, and God, what's there's a couple of other like smaller features that just aren't coming out until later in the year. Um, there's plenty of CarPlay stuff I'm not going to use. Uh, the the one that I haven't used a lot, but I think I'm going to, and I think a lot of other people will too, is that thing where you just cut the subject out of any picture. <laughs> You just, you just literally any picture on the internet, you can just like drag the subject out of it, drag it into a, save it as a PNG, drag it into a text message, anything like that. That's really slick. It's not perfect. It's far, far from it, but it's good enough for your texts to somebody or something like that. It's really cool. I think a lot of people are going to use that, but I haven't been using it much because it's like, Nobody else has iOS 16. I'm not doing that kind of stuff yet, you know. Yeah, I had a similar thing on, on the Mac with, with that feature. And, you know, there are a couple other features like um, the iCloud photo. Uh, what, what's the name of it? The, the shared library? shared photo library. Yeah, that's one where it's like everyone else needs to be on iOS 16 to use your shared library. I think a lot of people are going to want that and use it. But right now, you know. I do have a full family of six people, and none of them are on iOS 16 yet. So, well, I was going to say, ask: Have you used any of the messages features? But are those? Is that also required? iOS 16 on both ends to work the right way. They do. Um, like if you try to delete a message, it doesn't literally delete from their side. It says like they get another message that says like so and so deleted this message. Or if you correct one, if you edit. Uh, they get it sends it again the edited one to them again it doesn't actually edit the original um so yeah some of that stuff i'll probably for sure use the editing messages thing because i make typos (laughs) but yeah so i've been using macos ventura a little bit um, and I think Jason will agree with me because I'm pretty sure he's been using this feature too. The best feature of that is the continuity camera. Yes, or I should we we should say the new addition to continuity camera because continuity camera is a blanket term for things like if you need to take a picture, you can do it with your iPhone and it pulls it in your Mac or whatever. But this is yes. the, the webcam thing. Yeah, the webcam. Using your iPhone as a webcam. It's a little confusing because if you you can actually search Apple support for continuity camera, and if you read it, you'll be like, "Wait, what? What about using my iPhone as a camera?" But it, it's it's it is a blanket term, as you pointed out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you you need to have iOS 16 to use uh, the iPhone as a webcam. And the thing that's so awesome about it is that it just it's even more magical than universal control. Yes. Yeah simply works yeah it is kind of stunning how i mean they just sherlocked a bunch of (laughs) uh (laughs) utilities who do this kind of thing but it's so seamless you just say 
it, it works in any app. It's not like just FaceTime or something like that. You just yeah. go to the same place where you would choose your webcam. Like if you have a USB webcam plugged in, like do I use my internal or whatever? And you just choose the name of your iPhone, Jason's iPhone 13. And it goes ding and it works. It's like it's going. It just And then you just tap your iPhone screen, the disconnect when you want to do it. There's no funky setup issues you don't have to scan qr codes you don't have to it just it's just going it's just so cool you just basically have to turn it on on your iphone yeah and for a while that i was sitting there going there has to be something else i have to do on my mac but you don't No, the only part that i think people are going to miss is that you can change between cameras and and turn on effects like um like portrait mode and stuff and you have to do that in the control center right. on your Mac. Right. And so you just like pick it and then you can turn on and off portrait and, and the thing, the, what do, what do they call the one where you look at your desktop and the person uses the wide angle? Desk view. It's desk called view. desk view. Yeah. So yeah, it's a turn on desk view and then it, it makes two camera views. And, uh, but desk view opens as an app on your Mac. I was a little thrown off by that the the second view does yeah because your yeah. main view is still a webcam view and the second one is for you to share like in if you're right. in a zoom call or something and you want to like do the same way you would share an app or share your desktop or something like that you share that view yeah it's a little confusing it's not a second webcam per se Right, and it, it wasn't confusing because it's not implemented correct correctly. I think it was just confusing to me because I actually didn't know what to expect, mm -hmm. and maybe I wasn't expecting that. It was funny when I had set it up; I had not put the uh, iPhone on its mount yet, so I actually had my iPhone like beside me. Yeah, and it worked, and but it was like showing the ceiling. So, <laughs> you know, like what's <laughs> so. yeah, I mean that's actually one of the things is it's now portable. It's within a, a reasonable yes. wireless range, um, so you can actually kind of walk around your Mac with it or mount it on the side if you want to get a view like a streamer or something. Like you don't, it's not stuck there looking up your nose like your MacBook webcam is, you know. <laughs> I have noticed that the visual quality, it's its way better than the built-in webcams. It's as good as any really, really good standalone webcam. It is not the native iPhone camera quality. Like if you're – it is not as good as like taking videos with your iPhone or even joining – like if you join a Zoom call or something directly from your iPhone. Like that quality is better. It, it has to – it's losing some quality in order to be able to transmit it wirelessly to your Mac in right. in like real time, but it's still just vastly better than everything everyone's got on their Mac. I haven't used it yet. When you are doing like Zoom or Teams or something, does it automatically pick up? Like if you have another webcam, like your well, your MacBook webcam, or if you have another one hooked up via USB. Does it automatically default to the to iPhone one, or do you have to like pick that from the um, the dropdown? I think you'll have to pick it if you have used Zoom or Teams or whatever before, because it's set yeah. to the other camera. So you'll have to reset the default essentially. So it, it'll just say like like it'll say continuity. Yeah, it just says whatever the name of your iPhone is. Like, Mike's it? iPhone 13 Pro. You just just go to wherever you select camera your, your which camera you want to use. 
and it'll just be listed there. And that's what turns on the mode in your iPhone. Like you don't have to go to your iPhone and start selecting stuff. As soon as you are on your Mac, choose Mike's iPhone 13. It, it just goes, it, your, your iPhone automatically goes ding and starts screaming. It's like, it's, it's really seamless. Does it have to be unlocked or anything? It just goes. I don't think it does. I think it just goes. It's got to be within a short range of your Mac. Yeah. yeah. And you, yeah. you, when you first turn it on, it's, you know, when you first enable the feature, you know, it's, that's its way of saying you're, you're signed into the same iCloud account on it's just like sw- swapping your AirPods or something. You got to be signed in the same Air, Air, iCloud account. So that's sort of your authentication. Uh, and just to see the cottage. And yeah, there's going to be a ton and you want one. I feel like you want one yeah. because this is, first of all, it's a pain in the butt to try and like brace or position your iPhone without one. But, uh, but it, it works so well that you just, I feel like I want to leave a clip up there and just like the, like when we record these, I have my old webcam up there. I'd rather put my iPhone up there. It looks better. Yeah. It's easy. Just the the only the the inherent problem there, which you talked about in your article last week, that you're using. Your yeah, if you just want to uh, mess around on your iPhone during this boring meeting that you have to be in, yeah. <laughs> you can't a do lot it. Of people do. Yeah, like it's not an excuse yeah, for Apple true. to to not fix their included webcams. They do need to fix their included webcams, but you don't want to. Even if they did, you don't want to go buy a new Mac. <laughs> so so this is right. it's a well, genius yeah. uh feature it no it's 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 incredible how well it works but like even now like this is far from boring but i'm messing around right with yeah phone while you're talking like i'm looking at notifications i'm checking you know yep. we use it constantly to so to take it out of our hands for an hour you know hour, maybe it is, you know, maybe it's actually a good thing because maybe it'll make people pay attention <laughs> There'll soon be a story about how Apple has made uh, meetings more productive because everyone's paying attention. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, uh, they're going to sell a lot of like MagSafe clips and stuff like that. You don't need any kind of special MagSafe anything. You could you could jury rig together a piece of cardboard to hold it up there if you wanted to, and there's nothing, or or just freely move it around. Yeah, but I, I definitely want one. I want a nice little seamless clip. They should include it with buying when you buy a Mac. And we, yeah. if you buy a Mac, they should just give you a clip and be like, "Put your iPhone in this. Look how awesome this is." Because this is that this is one of those quintessentially Apple things that's like you you don't get this on a Windows machine, right? They're they're doing all this stuff together with your. Android phones and everything nowadays, but they cannot compete with the idea that all you're going to do is pick all of a sudden. Now your phone will show up as one of your webcams in every app that uses a webcam and you just hit it and it's just on and it just works and you don't have to set anything up and you don't have to do anything. That's the yeah. I mean, that's the draw of all of this, all of the Apple stuff. I, I, you remember when AirPods came out, and you know, you opened the thing, and yeah, I don't have to type in a code or anything. <laughs> like, I was able to do, yeah, right. Type in a code or press pair, and you know, it's just that's that's just what Apple's able to do now that they have yeah. all these devices that work so well together. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sure there's plenty of, just like there used to be on the Mac, there's probably plenty of third-party utilities that let you use your phone as a webcam on a Windows PC. And they're the kind of thing that I could, never in a million years could I get like my mom to do that. But I could get my mom to choose, I could choose, I get my mom to go to, see, see the camera menu, select your iPhone, and then that's it. That's, I, that's all the explanation she would need, and it would work. Belkin sent me the uh, a prototype of the mount that they showed during the, the WWDC keynote. Uh, it's mm-hmm. not a finalized yeah. version, but it works. Mm-hmm. It just works. How does it connect to the? Is it like a clip or a sticker? Or it's a. It uh, your, uh, let me see if I can grab it. Not that that anyone on the podcast can see it. <laughs> Isn't it like a clip <laughs> to your Mac and then it's MagSafe on your phone? Correct. Okay. So yeah. that'll be like $40. <laughs> so here it is. This the, it's all blurry now. Well, because notably, you're not using it or your iPhone now because the machine you record this <laughs> on isn't running macOS yes. Ventura. So. And then there's the clamp in the back. So. We always, did for the... For the I'll l- edit this part out of the podcast. <laughs> Yeah, the oh. listeners should know that we always Roman Roman uses a, a nineteen eighty seven handicap. Yes. Yeah, we readers I mean listeners should know that we always give Roman crap for his he has a really ancient webcam that's like a, a three by two ratio. It's yes. he looks terrible and it and it after about ten minutes it gets too hot or something and blacks out. It's and we Yeah, it has we, a weird thing with Zoom where it have to restart. So we give him crap about his webcam quality all the time and we can't wait for him to start using his iPhone. So instead. Um, <laughs> but what might actually be a better deal is um like I have a gorilla pod. Oh yeah. I have one of those. I should know, be using that. Yeah, if you use a gorilla pod with a clip with that iPhone mm-hmm. clip, yeah. that might actually be better because then you could adjust the position if you need to use it for like, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're trying to shoot something specific, that way you can change the position of the phone. Yeah. Or uh, it gives you a little more flexibility. Yeah. And you can actually kind of adjust the tilt of your uh, laptop or whatever without necessarily screwing up your, like it, it, normally you have to tilt your laptop in such a way that the camera looks right. And it does yes. not necessarily the way that you want to view it. This will let you mess with it. You know what Apple should do? They should sell a special edition of Ventura on a USB-C flash drive with a uh, camera clip. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna <laughs> definitely going to happen. They're going to sell physical copies of Mac OS <laughs> right. for the first time ever. <laughs> uh, so that's the iPhone Azure webcam, a.k.a. continuity camera. Mike, do you have anything about iPad OS 16 that kind of stands out? Uh, no, we can. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought we were going to talk about the same thing, so I'm glad that we didn't. Um, I'm going to talk about Stage Manager. Mm. So, first of a couple of things. First of all, the name is terrible. Why is it called? St- I, I don't even know what the name means. <laughs> it's not a stage. You don't have a ton of manager. <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> But that, such as it is, that that's the that's what it's called. So it's it's called Stage Manager. It's it's the new iPad and Mac OS multitasking. I haven't used it on the Mac, and I I reckon that I won't be just because I've been using a Mac for what, yeah. fifteen years, and like we have our like we're set in our ways. So at least I am. 
But on the iPad, it's it's new and it's interesting and it's different. And man, I really wish this was what they came out with three years ago. It and it's it's not that it's so much, that it's so good. It's that it's 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 unique enough and it's and it's good enough where this is what should so by now this should have been on version three, and it should have been great. As it stands, it feels like like something that's that's different and somewhat not totally baked and you still have you know the other multitasking and the things are kind of you know like there's like a little three dot menu from the from the old one that's there and you kind of have to hunt around it's not all that intuitive but it does feel like like a next generation multitasking like the iPad should have had mm. all along mm. and like what's so what's frustrating about it is that it doesn't really work quite as well as I want it to. Like you put it in a keyboard and you can't do the the tab thing and 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 shuffle through your windows. Um, it doesn't like you really have to try to figure out like all right, how do I move these things? How do I shrink these things? Um, on the so I I have an iPad Air that I'm using, and that feels like it, like it's a little yeah. bit too small, like it's a little bit too cramped. I think it it should be a uh, uh, if, if you're going to use it and you're going to get it that that 12.9 inch Pro is is probably the the sweet spot for for usability and the the the, the so the weirdest thing is that so th- the main stage manager window you get one big window that can be resized but it, but if when you start you get one big window and it just feels like like. <laughs> like a window like zoomed like 80% of the way but didn't quite get yeah. to the full thing. So you still see the the desktop around it and it takes it it took me I don't know 5 minutes or so to realize that all right I can resize this I can open up new ones I can have a couple of them floating together. And once you realize that once you get going it's 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 very cool. You can group stage manager windows together so when you open one they all they all open together. You can move things around. You can um, resize things, and it's 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 pretty dynamic, in the sense that there so there are set there are set sizes. It's not like the Mac where you can just kind of freeform. So as you resize a Safari window, it it, it jumps down to you know certain pre preset sizes, so for lack of a better word. So it feels a little a, a little janky. When you're doing it, if you're used to the Mac, because the Mac is so fluid when you resize windows, they can go to go to anywhere. Um, but you can easily have, even on this 10.9 inch Air, I can easily have three windows open at the same time, working between them all, and everything is is visible and easy to read and easy to use and all that stuff. I I do like it. I just feel like it's maybe, uh, maybe in two generations it'll be it'll be great. Right now, it's 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 good, and and on the Mac, I I mean, I know Roman, you wrote about it a couple of times. Do you use it at all to get stuff done? When I initially started using Stage Manager on the Mac, I thought I'd be using it all the time, mm-hmm. and it turns out what it what I do when I do use it, it's because I've got like chaos happening, meaning like. I have like a gazillion apps open because I'm working on a certain project and I'm just, you know, I need to create more organization. So then I, I've been, so what I do now is I turn it on and off when okay. things get, when things are getting hectic. So you, you kind of do use it at this time. I, I do use it, but it's not on all the time. I thought it would be on all the time. And, and then I kind of realized, 
Apple doesn't want you to doesn't want you to use it all the time. That's why they put it in Control Center. They they want you to use it. The idea is to use it when things are getting a little bit out of control, uh, so you can just t- flip it on in Control Center. Because yeah, I find it to be. I don't really need it when I'm only working on two or three apps. It's there. It's convenient, but. I don't want to say it's overkill. It's just that, like you said, I'm so used to doing things a certain way. Yeah. That it it doesn't get in the way either, but it's just it's just not being used. Uh, on the iPad, it it absolutely feels like like the primary multitasker. Like this is what Apple like. This is the going forward. This is what Apple wants multitasking on the iPad to be. Um. Here here's a strange one. So like I was I was using it and I kept double tapping on the I guess the the, men, the 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 top window bar to try to get the app to go full screen and it wasn't doing it because I'm so used to doing that on my Mac. Instead, there's like a little menu you got to press and you press full screen and then it and then it comes up to full screen. So there's like little things like that that I'm sure will will be tweaked and changed to make it a little bit more more intuitive. I do not think the average iPad user will be able to just yeah. figure it out. Like it's going to take some doing. So I, in, in that sense, I think it's good that it's on the M1 because the people who buy those, the iPad Pro, I don't think it belongs in the iPad Air. I'll say it again. It should be a Pro feature. And I think the people who buy the iPad Pro will be more uh, more likely to experiment with it, to use it, to incorporate it into their work show or, or, or workflow or just kind of, you know, just say, you know, this isn't for me. If it was on the iPad, like the $329 iPad, I think it would be a mess because people would try to use it. They wouldn't understand it. They wouldn't know what it's doing. They would just use one window that's floating without multitasking because they think that's what they have to do. I think it's I think it's definitely a pro feature. And again, I don't think it's I think the it should be a, like literally a pro feature like it should be on on the iPad Pros. But um it's 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 very slick. Um I didn't run into any it, it crashed once, but you know, it, it's a beta. But as far as like slowdowns and you know like 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 jankiness with the with the windows or selecting apps or 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 moving things around like it, it all was very fluid. I understand why it's an M1 feature. It seems as though there's a lot of graphical yes, stuff going yeah. on, and it definitely needs that that GPU behind it. Uh, it's 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 very good, and I under you know like so from here on out, I'm really curious to see how it evolves because this feels like like the next level for yeah. Uh, in in several sort of interviews immediately following WWDC. Apple mentioned that like what you see is not what it's going to be. This is our starting point, and already it's gotten a couple of nice additions just in the throughout the developer betas where they've started to like properly label windows and stuff like that. I think it's going to be this is that's going to be the feature that's the most like the big Safari changes where they iterate the most over the course of the beta. It doesn't impact every single human like Safari does. <laughs> Because, like, you know, it, first of all, you need an M1, and second of all, you need um, it's it's like you said, it's not for everyone. But I think it's going to get the most attention, and then I think also in next year's iPad OS and the year after that, I think it's going to get more power and flexibility as it goes, and that's going to be. I I would hope that eventually they get to the point where they get rid of things like slide over and all this other because there's. Already now, I'm starting to feel like oh, there's too many ways to multitask, and 
And I, if, sure. as it, I can't imagine developers having to deal with slide overview and this view and that view. And this is, seems like it's like the one framework to rule them all, at least on the iPad. You definitely don't want to make people multitask this way on a Mac. It, it does. It, it, this is, this exists in Mac OS and it's, it seems less useful to me. Yeah. On the Mac, I, I can see it being a feature that nobody uses. It's, it, it works well. But, I, think, I think some people yeah. some people might use it, but not not long time Mac people. I mean, Mac has um, full screen split view. I never used yeah. it, but yeah. it's there in case you want right. to. So you know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with it, but I do think that it is primarily an iPad yeah. feature. Yeah. And if I remember WWDC for whatever reason, didn't they introduce it on the Mac and then bring and then do the iPad after? I think they did. I think so. Yeah, but. Um, like it, it, it feels for the first time that you can actually multitask on an iPad. Like split screen never really felt like multitasking. It just felt like looking yeah. at different apps. This feels like multitasking. I can move things around. I can, you know, this comes here. I can minimize this. So I, I, I do like it. I think it needs it needs to evolve a little bit and mature mm-hmm. a little bit. But it's definitely, um, it's definitely the first time I felt like all right, Apple has a a direction that they're going, and yep. this is smart. Yeah. What isn't smart <laughs> is so all the iOS 16 stuff. Like we're not getting any of that lock screen. It's stuff, exactly right? like what was it, 14 or something? With just like App, app library, library and widgets, where you just we didn't get them. You kind of you kind of got widgets, but it's just like they weren't anywhere on the home screen. They had to be in the no. you had to bring in the widget bar, and then you didn't get any of that. And then the next year you did, right? And hopefully that's exactly what's happening is for some reason they're taking another year to make. But it's, it's bizarre. Like, so you you turn on the iPad and it's the, it's the new font for the time, the new default font or whatever it is. (laughs) (laughs) You can't uh, can't customize anything. (laughs) And it's just like, well, this is frustrating because like, like it doesn't, why? Like I don't understand. If you separate the two things, the best features of each to come to the to right. Together. So that's that's annoying. Oh, the the weather app is very slick. That's I mean Jesus overdue by how yes. Many years. It's uh and, and it's on it's on macOS it's as well. Nice. And macOS also gets yes. the clock app, which means you get timers and all that stopwatch and all that stuff. Yeah, Long overdue. Cool. I know, like it. <laughs> Long is an understatement. It's the silliest <laughs> thing, but. On, from a very real perspective, you couldn't ask Siri to set a timer on your Mac. <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> Which, you know, they have hands-free hate Siri and they have for a little while now. And it's like, that's a thing everyone does, especially if you have some a desktop like an iMac or something like that. So anyway, <laughs> yeah, those things are good. I love the new, like you said, I love the new weather app. Yeah, on on iPhone too. They, Apple has a habit of doing this. Like waiting too long and then delivering and, and actually getting yeah. it, like nailing it, like it's 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 really nice. If, if it was a third party app, I'd it, it, it seems like it's using more dark sky information here in the U.S. I don't know internationally to what degree it's doing that, but um, yeah, I, I do like the I like the look of it. I like the layout. I like how it organizes information. I like how if you tap on any of the little blocks for like precipitation or wind or anything like that you get like the the hourly breakdown charts and stuff so if you're like a data nerd and you want to see all that stuff it's in there yeah they nailed it on the weather app yeah excellent 
I'm sure next year I'll once again resubscribe to Carrot because I love Carrot. <laughs> Carrot's a great weather app, and it has lots of good uh, Apple Watch stuff. That's something that I uh, did not get an update and needs it. The weather app on the on your Apple Watch, like temperature and stuff, it's still that weird like circular chart of temperature and what's happening. It's terrible. They need a much better Apple Watch weather experience. Yeah, the Apple Watch does. I, I haven't downloaded it, but it didn't get much, and I think they need to really. It got stuff that I don't use. Like, I don't really use – I'm not a runner. My knees can't take it. They got a lot of great running stuff Mm -hmm. that I just can't ever use, you know. So things like that. Eh. It got a lot of uh, fitness updates. Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. Not a lot. So they're, you know, going – well, they've already gone all in on the whole health and fitness thing, but they're even – yeah, which is what yeah. they should do. But um, like it started out where they were experimenting with different interfaces. Like I remember those glances, which I really liked from much right. one that they got rid of. And, you know, like I think they need to, you know, really kind of not not like wholesale change the Apple Watch, but give it a, a, a more modern update mm-hmm. for the experience. The one thing, uh, and this is not really an Apple Watch thing. It's an Apple Health thing. It's on your iPhone and everything as well. But the medications reminders is one, the one thing that's really nice, I think. Uh, I have used the new sleep tracking that gives you like shows your sleep stages and everything. And it's good, but it has the same problem sleep tracking has on the Apple Watch now, which is it only tracks sleep during your set bedtime. So if you say my bedtime's 11 and my wake up time's 8, regardless of whether or not you have a alarm set or something it'll only track your sleep during that time if you take an afternoon nap at three o'clock or something it won't it doesn't track that and it still doesn't um but during that time it it does give you a good breakdown of like your sleep cycles and when you're awake and when you're in REM sleep and all that other stuff uh so i appreciate it but it still needs to just like instead of me telling you these are the times I go to bed. Just detect it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, and and the, some of the third party things like auto sleep and stuff too. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, it you know attracts your heartbeat, and when it gets below a certain amount, you know, for an extended period of time, it knows that yeah. you're sleeping. Was there also a TVOS beta? Is there even anything in it? There is, but I, God, what's I don't even know what's in it. Um, I think there's a couple of tweaks to the now playing, the the not the now playing the the playback interface, um, and there's some stuff that's under the hood, like it supports more Bluetooth controllers and stuff. But there's no big feature that makes you go like, oh, this is the new thing in TVOS. It says uh, cross device connectivity, which will let developers integrate Apple TV apps with iPhone apps. To- but I don't know. What, that wouldn't be anything. Yeah, and I don't even know what that means per se. <laughs> but, yeah, and uh, game controllers. Yeah, yeah, that's the way more Bluetooth <laughs> game controller support. Yeah, and all that home stuff, the, the matter stuff. That's another thing that they, they won't be in the initial release. Yeah. It's coming in an update, right. that's and then all your uh, home devices need to get updated. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, the the home stuff we we can have another episode on that because like it's this matter stuff is going to be great mm. and game changing, but there's so much out there that is going to mess with and not mess with, but not support. And it's just it's going to be it's going to be tricky to get all this together. I mean, you know, it, it's overdue, and this is a great starting point, but it's 2022 now. People have their whole houses set up with stuff that's not going to right, and and it it's not going to undo anything you've done. It just will – you'll just going forward have a lot more choices for what stuff to get and it'll work with HomeKit and everything. I wonder if Apple – again, future episode, but I wonder if Apple has a line at some point of home stuff, cameras. And- <sighs> yeah, I mean – like It seems like a logical step. But also do the, selling a lot of accessories like that that they have to support, I'm not sure. Like there's a lot – They'd have to, a lot to right. do. The one thing that I would think that they might do is a camera that you could, it's an indoor outdoor camera. You can put it in your home or outside and <clears throat> is super, super secure and great quality. But mm-hmm. things like doorbells and garage door openers and lighting strips and all this other stuff, like there's just too much. Agreed. Yeah. I doubt they would get into like the nitty gritty stuff, but yeah, camera would be cool. Maybe, maybe. Yeah, I can't imagine them ever doing light bulbs. Sure. There's, there's a, there's a million competitors, right? And there's, and, and what are they going to add to the conversation there? Like, what are they going to do that Phillips and everybody doesn't do, right? Twenty dollars on the MSRP. <laughs> <laughs> it'll, uh, it'll be in colors that match your MacBook Air. Right. Pre- yeah, preset, preset, light. midnight, and starlight colors. And stuff. <laughs> Well, that does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 801. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in. You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app, on Spotify, on Amazon Music, or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time.